Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you is the real question. How do you, how do you like my new sick voice? I think it's kind of cool. Makes me sound like I'm really in radio now. Yeah, like you've been smoking a pack a day for the last 50 years. I know. It's great for your cardio, too, by the way, if anyone wants <laughs> to give that a, give that a shot. You, you have to give just like a two-second overview of what you've been going through lately. All right. Well, before I do that, I'm going to introduce our guest. Ashley Drew is on. Ashley, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, John. I was I was telling Ashley off the air what happened. I just got really sick, dude. Like, um, I got sick before Thanksgiving, for the record. Had a really okay. nasty sinus infection. Felt like hell for about a week and a half. And then I got well just in time to go to uh, Wheelwad. Had about a five-day window where I felt great. Got in a couple of workouts, and uh, I got back from Wheelwood, and about the day after I got back, a cough started, and it was like a mild cough, no big deal. Second day rolls around, cough gets much worse. Day three rolls around, and I get hit with a fever and nausea, and man, it escalated from there, and it got really ugly for a full week, like a fever that would not go away. It was like it was like having a sinus infection and the flu at the same time, hmm. you know, it was just miserable. Just a gnarly and, virus? Yeah, it just, it lasted for a week. Finally, you know, I'm under the care of a, a CrossFit doctor, you know, from right. Wild Health. And uh, so we were going back and forth via text, like what we thought it was. And we kind of initially thought it was pneumonia based on the symptoms. Um, and it started to get better. And then it got worse again. You know, fever kept coming back. So finally, he's like, dude, go to the ER. We can run all the tests in one place. So I spent the whole day up at Hillcrest Hospital. Uh, which is fantastic, by the way. The American medical system is really a wonder. It really is. Mm, yeah, we can and, do some uh, crazy shit these days. Yeah, it was amazing. So, you know, they tested everything. And I tested negative for everything. COVID, really? uh, RSV, flu, strep, like anything they could test, they tested. And finally, there was like, well, it's a mystery virus. We don't know. And eventually the fever broke and started to get better. So I'm kind of on the mend. So this is my second day of trying to use my voice. So exciting stuff. Yay. Yay. Well, I'm glad that you're doing better, but what a pain in the ass just to be so sick for so long. Yeah, it was Ashley and I were talking about this. It's like the longest I've been out of the gym in uh, 10 years. And, you know, today was my first workout back. And, you know, you like, you have this anxiety that you're going to lose all your fitness in two weeks. You know, like it's all gone now. Everything I've done for the last decade is gone. And uh, it wasn't, I was fine today. Yeah. yeah. Or are you like so fresh because like your muscles are like so not sore for like the first time in <laughs> 10 years that well, you're like, you're ready to just kick it. Back I actually sent a message to uh, my partners and coaches and like, Hey, if you ever want to know how to heal a busted shoulder and some wrecked wrists, just take two weeks off because they feel great right now. Uh -huh. Like that shoulder that's been messed up for a few weeks feels really fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to look at, you know, my training for Wadapalooza is this is a big positive that I gave my body a couple of weeks rest yep. and now I can ramp up for the next three and we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah. not much fun. I got a lot of, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more empathy for people that have to spend time in hospitals and have chronic illnesses because, you know, if I weren't fit and weren't got, and I actively involved in CrossFit and had a good nutrition strategy, this could have been a lot worse. Totally. So, yeah. A hundred percent. That's true. So. You know, I had a sort of similar experience, um, in the gym 
just yesterday, not because I've been sick, but just because like this entire quarter, and I've said it on the show a million times, like I work in e-com and D2C and, and, and Q4 is just our buying period. It's been insane. So like basically ever since like September, October, I'm lucky if I can make it to the gym, like three times a week. Um, and I have just been, I'm my, I'm just not very fit right now. It just is what it is. It's like this every year, but we did a squat clean workout yesterday. And anyone who knows me knows your girl does not like anything remotely related to a front squat. And it actually felt amazing for the first time basically ever in my life. And I'm like, Oh, it's because I haven't been like wrecking my quads and my butt and my lower back every other day at the gym. And I'm actually kind of fresh um, to hit these lifts. So it was kind of wild. So I guess that's the, that's the kind of the message to everyone is to take a couple of weeks off and you'll feel better. Take break. Take break. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Who, who knew that rest days were good for you? Who knew? Rest yeah. quarter. That's what I'm in right now. <laughs> well, you know, you know, who's been working really hard is our guest. That's right. Very, very hard. And, uh, your movie gets released here in just a few days. Movie star. Yeah, December 27th um, on video on demand services. That um, is wild. Yeah, it's going to be on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Vudu, Google Play, and and others. And uh, right in time for New Year. So people, as people are getting kind of ramped up for their fitness goals, I think that's a really cool kind of inspirational thing for people to see. How excited yeah. are you? I'm so excited, but like equal parts anxious and, and nervous about it. You know, it's this thing you kind of vested all this, this time and interest into, and, you know, I'm not really part of that industry, so I don't know what to expect. Um, but I, I hope everybody likes it as much as we enjoyed filming it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's back it up a little bit and introduce the movie in case people aren't aware. So if you were at the games this past year, you might've seen the booth that has some information about the movie, or if you've been following on Instagram, maybe you see, but the movie is called Strong Enough and Ashley is the star. And it's a really cool film that has a lot to do with the sport of CrossFit in the way that we know and love it. But Ashley, I'm going to let you explain the sort of high level plot of the film so that people, people can get a better understanding of your role in it. Yeah. So, so Sam is, is the character I play and it's, it's the first, um, first drama around, around CrossFit, first nonfiction. Um, we can't actually use the word CrossFit of course, because of, you know, how crazy they are. <laughs> We're going to call it functional fitness. Functional fitness. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, functional fitness movie. Um, so it's it's about Sam, who is is kind of trying to to crowdsource and and find some funding for a, a path to the games because I think we all know CrossFit is is not a cheap sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of that, her coach has set up a sort of mock competition where she attempts to break some of the Guinness World Records that Reebok had the games athletes do back in 2017. Um, and amongst all this, she's got you know kind of personal drama going on that kind of feeds into it as she's trying to complete these feats throughout the film um, that, that kind of make it a little bit more exciting than, than just watching somebody work out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a cool movie. I think it, it only runs 71 minutes, so it won't take a, a ton of your time, but uh, I think it's, I think it's worth the watch. It sounds like just a really interesting angle 
at something that we can all sort of relate to, right? And that's the beauty of CrossFit and the community and everything that we do. Like this absolutely could have been a real life scenario. It could have been an athlete who, you know, wanted to figure out how to how to fund her way into the biggest competition out there. And and certainly like an accomplishment in breaking those world records that all of us who are fans of the sport would watch. So given the sort of like real real life scenarios that went into this, how did you step into that role as an actress in this time? Um, but that's not that's not your main gig, right? And this is very much like a real life potential scenario. So what was that <laughs> like for you to reconcile? Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. See, I've, I've never done any acting before. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it was just spending a lot of time with John uh, Foss, the, the director, and kind of walking me through kind of the tones and, and feel for what he was going for with Sam. Um, I think because I didn't have a lot of acting experience, he let me kind of be Sam. She is so much of me. I have so much in common with her. Um, so a lot of the mannerisms and, and things that she has are, are mine. Um, because I, you know, I don't have that Natalie Portman-esque ability to kind of transform like that. Um, so a lot of it was just, you know, putting yourself in her shoes, kind of taking, you know, my life and my scenarios and, you know, imagine if instead of this, it was that. Um, and, and how you would respond if that were the case. Um, so there was, it was a lot of studying, um, a lot of time spent reviewing, you know, some classic films we watched, um, oh, we watched like the fighter, uh, million dollar baby. Yeah. Rodriguez had never acted before that movie. Um, so that was a really cool one to get to see and, and kind of the tone behind it. Creed was another really good one. The Michael B. Jordan version, just for, for kind of the mood that we were going for. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And how, how did they land on you? Like, how did you become Sam? Sam became you of all people. Yeah. Um, so I guess they had done some casting calls, some of like the traditional Hollywood style just auditions. Um, but I, you know, that obviously didn't work out. So they, uh, started reaching out to some of, some of the other, you know, higher level athletes, some higher profile athletes, um, and eventually wound up just going down the open leaderboard from 2020, from 2020. Um, and, you know, obviously they've got like a series of demographics and, you know, location and that kind of thing. And shot me an Instagram DM of Stop all- it. No, <laughs> yeah. they were like, Hey bitch, you want to be in a movie? And that was it. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, yeah, and uh, I was gullible enough to be like, okay, sure. Yeah, sounds great. They want to be in a movie, yeah. <laughs> Quick Google search was good enough. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, well, these guys are legit. Thing. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then what? And then what was the process like from there? Yeah, um, so we did a, a couple video calls. He gave me, you know, part of the script or, or what would eventually change into the script. And I did two virtual auditions and then they flew me out to Utah where we, um, where we filmed and did a couple um, screen tests and some personality tests with, with the gentleman who would end up being Charlie, Noah Kirshnick. Um, and then, yeah, we had about a week of rehearsal and then I flew back and did a quick competition and flew back and then we filmed for a couple weeks that's wild it was so so much (laughs) you're just you're just fitting this uh casual movie filming into your everyday life well and I actually do I do think that it's unique I mean 
you know, to shoot what over the course of like a week or two kind of, and to find, to, to mine for talent that is sort of within our CrossFit community versus within traditional Hollywood or, or even acting background. All of this is really unique for a film that I feel like, and I've seen parts of it. So I'm, I'm speaking from a little bit of experience. I feel like it's kind of gritty. It's Mm -hmm. very much, it speaks to us and what we're used to in the box, in grinding every day. And I think the slew of kind of more famous films that you mentioned also lends itself to that tone. It's a little darker. It's a little more serious. It's a little more gritty kind of in general. And I, I feel like that's part of the goal here, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, they wanted it to feel real. Um, you know, the rest of the cast uh, were real actors and kind of had time to to prepare for what that meant. Um, but for me, it was, you know, talking with the director who who at the time, you know, didn't do CrossFit. And oh, get um, out. Um, I, I did make him do some classes and because we filmed at a real gym. I believe. Um, but yeah, so we wanted it to feel real. You know, every day in the gym is is not, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It's not beautiful. Training is not pretty. Um, I think I've, you know, I've heard over and over again that 30, 30, 30 rule. 30% of the time is going to be great. 30% of the time is going to be shitty. 30% of the time is going to be mediocre. Um, and I, I think this film kind of somehow in, in the span of what is a day for the movie manages to kind of show all three of those. With what, with what intention do you think? Like at the end of the day, focusing on the reality and, and of the 30, 30, 30 and of the grittiness and of the community even, like what's sort of the intention behind this movie even existing? Yeah, you know, John really went out of his way to make this movie just kind of about empowerment and, um, you know, being being kind of your best self, you know, pushing through the, the shitty 30 um, and, and realizing that those, those great 30 or even the mediocre 30 are, are worth it. Um, and they're not something that are accomplished singularly in a silo. You know, you've got everybody around you having those same 30, 30, 30s, having those same days, watching you have yours and, and helping you through the bad ones and congratulating you through the great ones. Um, and I think he saw really quickly how obvious that is in the CrossFit community, you know, at least at, at, at my gym we have just this amazing group of people who are are so supportive constantly, no matter where anybody is at. Um, and so I, I, I hope that that's what comes across when, when people watch the movies is how empowering it can be to, to push through the bad days um, and, and kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel on those good days. I love that. I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking if I only had 30% mediocre, I'd be ecstatic. so happy with my performance it would be so good you guys shot this in a real actual functioning gym though right yeah yeah so the director one of his friends happened to own rock canyon crossfit where we filmed um so yeah it's a real box and you know and it looks kind of like one of the original boxes you know plywood walls spray painted wall ball targets all of that it's such a cool space um and they still held classes until 10 a.m every day um so then we would come in and we would say okay where were we in filming this 15 pound plate was actually in front of the 45 pound plate let's readjust everything let's move everything they built a locker room into this 
into this gym that wasn't there. Um, we had, you know, some fake plumbing and everything going around it. Um, and some of the members were, were extras in, in the movie as well, which was really cool. Um, it also made it super convenient during filming. It wasn't like fake plates and everything. So it's like, okay, we're on break or so-and-so is shooting their scene. So let's, let's go hit some front squats. Let's go work out for, real quick. We got five minutes. Let's go. Uh, that was actually one of my questions was, you know, how much of the shooting, did it wreck your training, help your training? Uh, did you break the world records? <laughs> did you do it in training? Um, so I did test them uh, before because, you know, that was, that was kind of part of the audition. Um, you know, John wanted to know if it was possible. Um, and so when I initially tested it, I got three of them. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it to, to you to watch the movie figure out if we break the rest. Um, so yeah, the training, it was rough. Um, so I was still working. I I work in it full time. Um, and luckily with the time change and, and just my normally working early mornings, I would work until maybe an hour before filming, clean myself up and get to makeup. Um, but I would like the hotel was three miles from set. So I'd grab like my gym bag, add some weight in it and just kind of ruck to the gym. Um, or like I said, during lunch, we had kind of the whole cast and crew doing like a core circuit with us, which was really fun. So it wasn't great for training, but it came at a really good time for me to take kind of a more relaxed approach. Um, so not wrecked. No, no. Um, quarterfinals last year actually went fairly well. So it worked out. I'm, so, I'm, cur- I'm curious yeah, as this, um, you know, someone asked in the comments, was this a movie or documentary? And it's clearly a movie, not a documentary. But I'm curious how much of it you felt yourself coming into it, where it almost felt documentary-like. Meaning, like I know as a CrossFitter, you know, I, I could I could see myself morphing into this role. Like we get so involved in our training and so involved in the day-to-day box. Did you find yourself getting that immersed in it where it felt more documentary-like than than movie-like? Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're, when you're doing the movements and we're actually trying to break these records. A, I didn't want to do 600 wall balls in one day. So it was like, okay, let's try and get it on this take. <laughs> so there's some pressure there. Um, but no, yeah, it, it felt like training some days. There's, there's one record that, you know, I mentioned to John when we started, I don't know if I can do this. This is not my forte. Like, I can't promise you I will be able to successfully complete this record when it comes time to feel, to film. Um, so we do it and, and I, spoiler alert, I was able to, I was able to, to do the, the um, record and the whole cast and crew reacted, you know, how, how my, my team members and my gym and my community might react and how they, they have when, when I've had competitions at the gym or when we've done quarterfinals and the open and stuff at our gym, um, and, you know, I, I went to dinner at, at one of the members' houses one night because they were just, you know, so kind and welcoming. And, you know, it, it felt so much like real life. And that's that's what you'd experience if you if you came to, to Cornerstone, my gym. I love that. Yeah. So so Bruce asked an interesting question in the comment. Do you feel like, or in the comments section, rather, do you feel like it hindered making the games? Well, I would love to know, Ashley, from you, like, where were you in your competitive journey while you were filming and where are you now? Like they went down the leaderboard and found you. So you are obviously in the mix as far as the competitive CrossFitters go. Like what was happening during filming and at, the, at that, during that season and, and what's sort of like on the forefront for you here? 
Yeah. So last year was my second open ever. Um, and it was the first year I'd been training with Sam Briggs and Maggie Perrin over at Cornerstone. Um, so it was my first year really kind of experiencing that kind of volume, mm-hmm. um, you know, that level of training. It, before that, it had been pretty much, you know, I had a friend who would write some Olympic programming for me. I would do my own cardio and then I would do class. And that was mm-hmm. basically it. Um, so it was my first year trying to really be competitive. So I didn't have expectations. Um, so that's why it was kind of a no brainer to, to go out and and do this movie. Um, so, you know, I I don't know where I'm at. I, I just love to move. I love to train. I love my community. And when that stops being true, um, that's probably when I'll stop being quite so competitive. Um, you know, I think it'd be cool to, to make something like semifinals someday. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not like gung ho, you know, I, I am not in some of the position that some of the more competitive athletes are, you know, I've got a husband and a bunch of animals and a full-time job and in a house and, um, you know, a lot of other things that, you know, do fulfill me. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if that answered your question at all. It I don't did. Like it totally the did. The games was not even like anywhere near the horizon. Um, but I, you know, I do love like doing those workouts and, and testing workouts with Sam before she went to the fire Academy and, and that kind of stuff. What, okay. What most importantly, hold on. What animals do you have? Because when you moved, I saw a really cute hutch behind <laughs> right. you and I need to know what lives there. We have four cats and three dogs. Um, what can I come over? Because that sounds like so much fun. (laughs) If you don't mind hair and being constantly covered in it. Girl, I live that life on a daily. I saw a meme (laughs) the other day and this is like the truest thing about the holidays for me. The meme was something along the lines of like, apologies in advance for all of the dog hair that's about to get stuck in the tape that I use to wrap your gifts at Christmas. (laughs) That is like, I've not ever ever stuck a piece of tape on wrapping paper that didn't have a piece of fucking dog hair on it. Like just every, everyone, I can't get it anywhere. I can't. John, do you have that problem with bean or not so much? Are you kidding me? It's like having four cats. Like truly. I mean, I have a long hair. Yeah, he's a Persian and uh, there's hair everywhere. It's ridiculous. Like, and there's, you just can't do anything about it. You you think he's bald, like with the amount of hair that's constantly on the ground and like on my clothes and, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a total nightmare. So you just can't go anywhere without a lint roller, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple Roombas. Yeah. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have two Roombas. Yep. <laughs> they run twice a day. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking about getting one just to torture him, you know, cause I know he'd hate it and just have it run all the time when I'm gone. Just give me like a sick little glee to know that it's just driving him crazy. Cause he hates the vacuum as it is. What if he loves it? What if he rides it? He probably would. Mm-hmm. He would sit on it and look at you like he might. <laughs> he might. You just can never tell what they. I mean, you know, you can't tell with animals what they're gonna like and not like. They're ridiculous, yeah. you know. <laughs> Bruce says it's probably what's in my throat. It probably is. Hairball. Yeah, it's probably just a hairball. I'm gonna hack Strong it up, and clean myself. <laughs> um, so now that you've done this, Ashley, any uh, any dreams of moving to Hollywood? You ready to change your IT job and get up to be an actress? <laughs> I don't know that there's very many casting calls for like muscular, tattooed women. Um, I mean, I'm I, open to it. I think there's I a know. lot of casting calls for that. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if you ever watched like Brooklyn Nine Nine with Andy. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite shows. Like 
a Rosa Diaz. I think it'd be so fun. Perfect. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Maybe it'd be like Rosa Smith. Oh, there's, there's, there's so many, uh, you know, there's all that drama last week that, uh, oh, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence was talking about the hunger games and how she oh. was the, the first, you know, female lead in an action film. And I'm like, have you ever seen alien? Like, come on, you know, True. <laughs> but now there are so many, you know, movies that have strong female leads in it. And, you know, I'd yeah, love but, seeing more, but not enough that looks strong. Yeah, this is really important. I feel like this is something that that more people need to talk about. And I feel like this was like sort of a mainstream discussion when the Wonder Woman movies were really gaining popularity because, um, yeah, Bruce just said in the chat, Brooke Ants is a great example. Like executive producer of this, right? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. But let me just finish my thought in saying that like Wonder Woman is a great example where like, I love those movies and I love Gal Gadot. I think she's an incredible actress. I love everything about her. It did just bug me though, that there was this whole suite of beautiful, strong, amazing Amazonian women who looked the part and then like a runway model playing the world's most strongest, badass female superhero ever. Right. And then if you look at Justice League versus Wonder Woman, the Amazons were totally different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like why, why would her super, why would their superpowers be super strength? And the men look like that. Superman looks like that. Batman, who's, you know, a rich dude in a suit looks like that, but the women don't like Captain Marvel was, was also, you know, very petite. Like I love what Natalie Portman did for the new Thor movie, which, you know, whatever. But she, you know, she I liked it. I liked it. I'm just saying I liked it. It's a Marvel movie. It is exactly what yeah. you would anticipate for a yeah. Marvel movie. But she put on muscle, you know, and it was notable. She looked jacked. Like, she worked for that. And you yeah. hear about men in the industry training for these roles to change their shape. You know, Christian bailing, if if that can be a verb. And I love that she she did that to some extent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, but, yeah, tell me more about Brooke Enza's role in this film. Because I think that's cool. Um, yeah, so I really only met her when we did our booth at the games. Um, and we didn't get to talk a ton. Um, the hours she was there, I think we only overlapped by like 30 minutes because I wanted to go watch Emma McQuaid at the time. Um, but I know she was kind of a big part of a lot of the initial writing, initial casting, um, just to get like insights for, for some of the lingo we use, some of the, the structure of CrossFit, how semifinals, quarterfinals works, how it used to work. Um, so I know she was, she was really helpful for John for that. Um, but yeah, I, I really only very briefly met Brooke. Nice. That's cool. It's cool that there's like just, a lot of a lot of like real life insight from people who are within the community to make mm-hmm. this very um I don't know reflective of something that could really happen I like that yeah. a lot. well and what was cool too was um so the girl who plays Monica Lauren Fardos um was the only other kind of non-actress in the main set and that's only because the actor they actress they had casted had to kind of back out sort of last minute. So they grabbed a gym member um, to play the best friend. Um, And so it was so nice to have somebody on set with me when I would say, you know, hey, I I don't think the coach would would cue cue this during that movement. Like they might say something like this instead. So to have, you know, some backup there was was awesome. Um, You know, she she does some coaching as well on the side. So do I. So it was it was nice to be able to kind of 
lend our voices and, and have that support on set. You know, actually, it's um, interesting. Nikki and I talk often on the show. Uh, we've had, I don't know how many episodes around body image and, mm-hmm. and women. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting point of strong female leads and, you know, kind of looking the part. Have you, have you given any thought at all of the impact you're going to have on others? I mean, you're playing a very strong female lead who's, you know, clearly working toward a goal and has, you know, commitment and dedication and building muscle and setting records and like kind of doing things that in movies have not traditionally been female roles. Have you given any thought as to, you know, how that's going to impact you and others? Um, not so much to how it impacts me, but how I hope it impacts others is that we can see younger girls, you know, leaning towards things like strength sports earlier. Um, you know, I remember growing up in in gymnastics, um, you know, I had kind of visibly defined abs very early, which, you know, hints at genetics. Um, but I remember, you know, being sort of ashamed of it. It was something the Mm. boys had, the girls didn't, and, you know, it made me feel weird and, um, you know, I, I just hope that that's something that girls can start to see as empowering. I hope that's something that gets a little more normalized in the industry. I know it's not normal. You know, I know women who have bodies like mine, um, who have, you know, a lot of muscle work very hard and they are in a certain percentage of things um, and not even necessarily the appearance, but the function of what their bodies do is what I what I hope is promoted from the film. Um you know, my, my stomach's kind of defined and I, I don't want that to be, I don't want that to be what's consequential. I want it to be, you know, what, what I can accomplish because of what I've built through, through my body because of the tool it can become. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's a, a catch 22 there where you don't want it to go too far the, the other extreme either. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I love that because I'm busy trying to make my abs consequential, and I'm not having a very good doing a very good job of it, to be honest. Well, I always joke it's just because my torso is so long that if I didn't, I would just kind of be like Gumby and floppy. <laughs> so it's just more of like this is how I stay vertical. <laughs> I love it. I, you know, it's it's just such an interesting thing to me, and, and you know, we we talk about it so often of of how everyone um, is impacted with body. Uh, image differently, you know? And so I, I love the message of this movie that, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm hopeful that young women or just all, all women and men will come away from this with a different vision of, of body image that, uh, and truthfully for me, less body image and just more of what is the person trying to accomplish? Like, I think we yeah. spend so much time focused on how this person looks to your point, maybe visible abs or arms or shoulders or whatever. And, maybe focus more on the message in this case of commitment and dedication and, you know, striving toward the goal. Yeah. Well, I think that's just it. When we talk about normalizing a stronger woman or a woman with more muscle, it is like, like you said it well, Ashley, when you were like, it's not normal and that there's a, a smaller percentage of people who might look like that because they're, you know, a smaller percentage of people who put in the time and dedication and effort it takes to look like that. But by normalizing it, I think all that means is that it all of a sudden doesn't strike us as something inherently different. It's just another option of how to be. And so when we see 
someone in one of those roles. Like we see a strong muscular woman playing Wonder Woman or playing whatever insert female role here. The goal is that it's so normal that women do or don't have muscle that you're just like, yeah, yeah, she looks like she's fit in the role and not like, oh, dang, can you believe that they finally cast someone who looks like she lifts or like, okay, why does this woman not look like she fits the role? It's like, yeah, we put someone in there who fits the role and we don't really need to talk about it anymore because it makes sense. No one is looking at Superman and being like, oh, dang, he ripped. They're like, yeah, that's (laughs) Superman. So I want the same normalizing for a female role when it seems like it should fit, that people are just like, oh yeah, that strong ass bitch is Wonder Woman. And it's not like, can you believe that she did curls for this role? That's right. what I mean by normalizing. Yeah. And across all demographics, right? Hell Not yeah. just like body size. Like we want to see that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. We all saw those Amazons and we were like, yeah, those are yes. warrior women. <laughs> Duh. We held up the, the cave door that was falling. Oh, the cave door was amazing. Yeah, was like, do that. <laughs> Absolutely. It made sense. It wasn't like, I'm so glad they finally cast women who make sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes women look like that when they're strong Amazonian women. It's, it's like it fits the role. <sighs> but as I, when I watch Wonder Woman, I remember looking for Brooke Ends because she was a CrossFitter or you know in the space, mm-hmm. and I remember being jealous of her arms. Truthfully, like yeah, yeah. swinging a hammer and that thing, I'm like, man, she is jacked, and That's I am like, jealous because I do a lot of barbell work and I don't look like that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's impressive. You know, so I. I, I love that about these movies. I'm I'm hopeful that people see that and realize what's possible. Not you know, you know, have the jealousy or the or the commentary of uh, you know what they want to impress upon others. So, very Can we cool. see that in clothes too. Okay, let's get something that fits like like sports bras with flat chests and like broad backs. Can we, mm. can we get that in space? Yeah. I don't feel like that's a huge ask. No, I feel like I feel like there's <laughs> there's so much opportunity. What are we asking for? I don't. I don't work for us. We're asking for um, athletic wear that actually fits athletic bodies. That's fair. Yeah. Are you not getting that from Noble, Reebok, Nike? Are they? I don't know. I don't know. To some extent, it's pretty hit or miss, you know? Yeah, I think every brand has certain cuts of things, right? Like every brand is trying to make. And, and I, I see it from a, I see it from all perspectives, right? Because from a brand's perspective, they're like, yeah, we're making athletic wear for athletic fits. But then there's also like ladies like me with huge tats who's got to get their boobies in there. And then there's like, you know, women who are all sorts of different shapes and sizes and lengths and whatever. So I see the difficulty, but yeah. certainly you're not the first person that I've heard to be like, well, I am an athletic woman. And how come I don't have anything that I can get over my shoulders that I work so hard Oh, have. come on right so why do we like i again i'm a dude so i'm just gonna ask dude questions here mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know why is it is it because there aren't enough women that kind of fit the body types you guys are describing and they don't want to invest the money to do it or they just don't know any better Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that the demographic of women who who need that type of a shape for active wear is not quite as large at a, as a more gen pop shape and size. And so mm-hmm. they would make more money selling to people who fit in that. Like this, right? Like why most brands make small, medium, and large and not the polar ends of either one of those size 
schemes is because they don't necessarily have as large of an audience that they can't make as much money. I think it probably also boils down all the way. And I, I don't run a clothing brand. So I'm sure someone listening to this is like yelling at their computer right now. But I I think it also boils down to like, you know, supply chains and minimum orders and putting brands who are trying to make money to survive also in a difficult position when it comes to like getting the stock that they would need to properly. Like, I think it's all kind of complicated and annoying. Can we get Ashley some shout outs, get her some sponsorships? Who you want, what do you want to wear? You want Noble, Born Primitive? What do you want? What do you want? John will get you what you want. <laughs> Okay. John, I also need clothes. If you're, if that's all yeah. it takes, get well, your homegirl over here some clothing too. I get the impression that Born Primitive is pretty good for athletic wear. Um, I mean, I don't wear it clearly, but um, yeah, um, Born Primitive. Speaking of like niche populations, Born Primitive not a sponsored spot, but definitely should be makes um, nursing bras, nursing mm-hmm. sports bras that I wore. Almost exclusively. I wore them from Born Primitive and I wore them from a company called Sweat and Milk, which is like a really gross name. They should probably rebrand. I know, I know. know. Um, But that is, that was like all that I wore when I was um, nursing a ton. Now I only nurse twice a day. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I nurse all day. Actually, a sponsorship here. What do you want? So shout it out. We're going to figure this out for you. What do you like? What do you wear now? What do I wear now? I've got like 10 pairs of, it's called Vitality. Um, they're a brand that I actually went to college with one of the owners. Um, they're a brand out of Denver. Um, that's, that's really cool. They're, they're real big on body inclusivity. Um, so they have a bunch, quite a bit of variation. Again, I'm not sponsored or whatever. Um, but their leggings are butter. Oh, I love them. I have so many pairs and they're super high-waisted, which is my jam. Yeah, my faves. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make high-waisted stuff for men. There's a good reason for that too, by the way. What is the reason? They all look like grandpas. You ever seen somebody's grandpa with their pants up around like... Yeah, we look, we look like grandpas too. Like no. this. <laughs> high, high-waisted leggings look great on women. On men, not so much. Because you're not wearing a crop top, John. That's it. You need to bring out the crop top. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe I'll get some high waisted leggings and a crop top for Waterloo. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a hell of a good look. Are you on a team there or individual, John? No, I'm doing the gauntlet. I'm an idiot. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, I can't do anything halfway, Ashley. So like when I decided I was going to do the gauntlet, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna really start training my ass off. It's probably why I'm yeah. sick or got sick. Um, because you know it's not an easy workout, and I'm fingers crossed I'm gonna get there, get across the finish line, but. You will. You have time to heal. I have no desire to like, I have zero desire to do like any kind of team stuff or even a 10. Like I'm not a real athlete here. Like I'm 52 years old, you know? So I don't know. This training would beg to differ. uh, It is hard training. I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. But Ashley, are you going to do Wadapooza or any other comps coming up? Um, I did Wadapooza last year on a team of three. We were RX. Um, but not not this year, no. If I go back, I would want it to be individual, and I want my swimming to improve. Um, yeah. I only I only learned to swim like literally to keep myself afloat like a year and a couple months ago. Um, so I'd like to be able to do a little more than that uh, if if I ever head back there. But uh, it was it was a really cool competition. Um, 
obviously Miami in January, if you're from the Midwest is a godsend. So same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Miami in January for us from New England is also going to be, Oh, did I say out loud that I booked, I booked it for the whole fam. Did you? I did. I did. I know. I know. I was going back and forth on whether or not I wanted it to be my first kind of like solo mom trip away from the baby and the responsibilities of all things parenthood. Um, which Matt was totally supportive of, but I just, it's going to be more fun if they're with me. It's just going to be more fun. Like, I don't want, I don't know. I didn't want to be away. It's going to, I'm going to be away for like six days I, too. I'm just excited like to see production and stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for you to see him too. See my boy. I'm, I'm um, also, I need to find us a sitter so that we can actually go to the after party. So if anyone wants to <laughs> sit in my hotel room with my baby starting at 7 PM on <laughs> Sunday night, y'all just let me know. I bet we can figure that out. I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious from both of you guys since it came up that you know I feel like I'm totally naive to this whole sports bra thing. Anything else? You, <laughs> oh, what have I done? Anything else in the female space you guys aren't getting from from you know athletic wear to shoes to whatever? Like I feel like as a dude, you know, it's like all right, shorts, shirt that you're not even going to wear, and shoes. That's all you need. You know, yeah. it's never really occurred to me that women have this issue of you know, finding things that are proper for a body type. Well, do you feel like that's a disadvantage? Because I do feel like for men, there's, you know, shorts and a shirt. Like that's, that's what you get. I don't feel like there's a lot of variety on styles for, for yeah, sure. You got to, you got to understand for me, like I, yeah. I have my black shorts and my black shorts and my black t-shirt <laughs> and my black t-shirts. And, you know, like that's kind of my, and my black sweatpants and my black sweatpants. Like I just, I'm very generic. So it, you know, I know I appear to be stylish, Ashley, but I'm, you know, I'm not. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that there's a lot like, and, but, and I think that this is like this for a lot of women, but I feel like also men probably would chime in. Like men of different shapes would have the same things to say, but mm-hmm. maybe yeah. your shape doesn't necessarily have any, um, outfit wardrobe malfunction issues matt's shape is the same like he can wear literally any any if he like forgot his gym clothes and he was like grab me a shirt and shorts it would not matter which ones i got i guess though if you're a guy there's a big question about like liner or liner list yes like that's the only thing yeah oh no liners i don't like right right so but for me if i like forgot what i was gonna wear to the gym it's like okay well you can't grab just any leggings because I, I are they mid-rise or high-rise today? You can't grab any shorts because are we running? Because your girl cannot run in short shorts because I'll start a fire. I can only run in like the the long bike shorts. And are you going to grab a crop top? Is it like a big yeah. flowy loose crop? And am I bloated today? And did you get me the high-waisted pants? Or is it the kind of crop that is like oh really, really cropped at my nipples? In which case, did you get me a long line bra? Is the bra that you got me the kind that's going to give me back fat? And then is my shirt too short? Like, or too tight. It, this is a lot. This I feel like there's a huge on. market for like customizable um, athletic wear. The human body is just so variable. Like there's no way we could please every body type. So, you know, where's, where's the brand that's taking measurements, you know? Ooh, well, I like that. No, I will say, uh, have you ever used constantly varied gear? Have you, have you ever used uh, No, but I love their designs. So their I'm, like patterns and styles are bomb. I have a close friend that works there and I know what? the owner and a close friend that's her partner that works for her. I'll connect you guys and you guys okay. check them out. They make great stuff. I, I, do. I can't speak for the women's wear, but it's a, you know, company owned by women, designed by women. 
Yeah, and you can see it with the styles. They have like really cute, like shimmery patterns. I love them. So cute. When they just started making men's stuff, they sent me some shorts and they're very cool and some t-shirts and I was really appreciative, but um, I'll connect you guys and see what they have. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into the fashion, but also like I care about that because I have, I like fashion and I have fun with fashion and I like, you know, in a, in a perfect world, if I didn't give a shit, yeah, grab me whatever leggings or shorts and shirt and I'll make it work, of course. But, but I do think that probably the one thing you really can't mess around with in that respect is, is the bra. Like it's going to fit us all so differently. We all have different preferences that that's kind of like the non-negotiable in terms of making sure it all fits right. Or you really can't get your workout in, you know? Well, I was just going to ask if your character in the movie had a different style than you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she actually wears Enswear in the movie. Um, one of Brookens' brands. I actually do love, um, one of the outfits Monica has, um, in the movie, but yeah. So like bright colors are not typically my thing. Um, not that I'm Wednesday Adams or anything, but I like like darker tones and Great I like show, though. <laughs> skull themes and, and and some of the stuff more like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, she wears two outfits and they're athletic clothes the whole time. So it's like I'm sure other actors have worn way less comfortable. I wasn't in like a ghillie suit or anything. Nice, nice. I had it pretty, pretty freaking good. That's awesome. Or what were you gonna say before I interrupted you? <sighs> <laughs> it happened two seconds ago, so we none of us remember. We were so far past my bedtime. I were lucky. Girl, still. We kept you up. <laughs> we we have to record. <laughs> we record past baby bedtime. That's how oh, I make this work. Mm-hmm. This stuff is, is always so interesting to me. Like you know, I create a lot of content, and I, I pride myself on like on being relatable. And so it's always important for me to learn like the struggles that women go through. Cause I don't live this stuff. Like, I love that. you know, and it's, it's really interesting though to hear, you know, cause you know, I men have our own issues. So I don't want to make this sound like men have life so easy and women have it so hard, but comparatively, yeah, actually, we- com- comparatively from a, you know, I feel like from an apparel standpoint, <laughs> I have it pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that there's probably dudes listening to this who are like, oh, I struggle because of my, you know, insert size, shape, height, shoe size, whatever it may be, or or personal style preferences, even. Um, Like if you're a dude who prefers crops, where are the crops for you? Where are the crops broad enough from a man? Where are they? I like the crops on men. I think they're cool. Same. Well, and I feel like too, for a lot of the professionals in the sport who make their living and a lot of it is through social media. So they can't just work out in anything, you know, they have mm-hmm. to, to kind of, there's a privilege to being attractive in the sport and you can't say there's not because that Absolutely exists in is. every industry. Oh, yeah. um, so I, you know, that's something they have to be conscious of. And now it's limited to, Oh, is it functional and cute? Because I'm not going to spend four hours sweating my butt off in, in something that hurts but then also something that, you know, the 12 year old trolls that John and I were talking about earlier are going to comment and say, Oh my God, I can, I can see your da 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 da. And I think you look like the, not that that matters, but that's part of their brand is, is their visage, what they look like. Right. Totally. No, that that's all a lot to balance for sure. I was speaking of, I got a notification that my girls who eat tank top is in my is it? <laughs> in my mailbox, I get to go pick it up. Yay. Oh, I logged on wicked late when it was like only XXL is left. And I was like, sounds good. 
in. So nice. <laughs> we'll see how it fits. I'm excited. Fortner girl, Danny. I love it. Heck yeah. I love it. That's uh, that's good stuff. If get, given the opportunity, Ashley, would this be your dream? Would you, you know, if, if you could say, all right, give up the IT job, train for the games, make the games, would you do it? <laughs> no, no. Um, and not even necessarily just giving up the IT job, um, which I, I do enjoy and it does provide, you know, a solid lifestyle. Um, I'd actually love to transition into coaching full time um, at some point within the next few years. That's something really? that I've been doing for a few years now. I coached, you know, gymnastics growing up and did some personal training in college. Um, and, you know, maybe it's because I love our gym so much, but I, I really love doing it. I coach our five and 6 a.m. classes and I still every morning wake up excited to be there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something I'm working on growing on, on learning more and, and building. And that's something that I've been able to do, you know, alongside training and work and life and all that. So, so you're, you're the one sicko that gets excited to get up at 5 a.m. and go to right? the gym. That's impressive. <laughs> well, to be fair, my most of my teams um, in my day job are, are in India, so I'm up pretty early anyway, um, so that I overlap a little bit more with them. Um, so it's it's not usually too big a, a kick in the pants. I, I was just telling our coaches at the gym, we had a team meeting over the weekend, and I was telling them, I'm like, man, 5 a.m. is just built different. Yeah. Like, you have to be. Like, to be able to go in at 5 a.m., and that whole class is like, for the first 15 minutes, they're dead quiet. And all you can do is like heavy breathing and ankles creaking. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, Especially and then, as a max out day, you're like, at 5 yeah. a.m.? Have you ever wanted to max out a lift at 5 a.m.? Nope. Oh, it's so hard. I can't. So I can't do it. I, I, ugh. I've been coaching for a long time and there was a very long period where I coached the 5 and 6 a.m. classes. And I just... I can get there. Well, I mean, now I can't because like the, I don't know, in my, in my mid thirties, I am now like a solidly, like, do not even talk to me before 8am type person. But, um, I can get there. I just can't perform. Like, I don't understand how people have like the oomph in their bodies that early where they can really, they can hit their numbers. They can max out. They can breathe heavy. Like I I can roll out of bed and I can get somewhere. The truth That's is, about all you're yeah. getting from me. Nobody can max out at 5 a.m. They can get to they can get to their 5 a.m. max. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, That's like true. there's a difference. There's absolutely there a difference between what you can there do is. at 5 a.m. and what you can do at 5 p.m. But it's just a different breed, man. People that are you know willing to have to, you know, they're on their third breakfast by 9 a.m. <laughs> you know? When I when I worked in um, news and I was like a morning news anchor and I had to go to work at three thirty in the morning, I was basically eating lunch at like eight nine a.m. Right, like by the time I would ever, I would eat. This is back in the day. This is how this tradition started. I would eat my lunch, which sometimes would be like leftover dinner from the night before. And if we would get takeout, like if we would get sushi, I would bring it as my lunch and I would end up eating sushi at like 8 a.m. Oh, you're poor everyone poor. thought was so weird. But ever since then, I have fallen in love with breakfast sushi. And so now even to this day, like we'll like order sushi for dinner and I will over order so that I can eat breakfast sushi the next morning at a totally reasonable breakfast time. 
I'm still so, listening. He brought out the cat. Yeah, Bean wanted to say hi. Sorry. Oh, he, so cute. Look how grumpy he looks right now. Oh, he looks like he wants to kill you. He's so he's done with me right now. Right now. <laughs> That's because my hand's on his tummy and he doesn't like his stomach to be touched. It's okay. We need same it. girl, same. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so grumpy all the time. <laughs> the best. So good. He's looking like extra floofy. Did you give him a bath or something? He's extra fat. That's why. Oh, there's that. Same, also same girl thing. I, I, I think it's his winter coat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or his winter fat. I don't know. It's one or the other. <laughs> I feed him a lot. What can I tell you? He's a big boy. He is a big boy. How much does he weigh? Um, That's a great question. Probably 13 pounds. Dang. Maybe. What? He's hefty. Oh, man. Thick. Thick with three C's. Yeah. I think our heaviest is like eight. Oh, really? <laughs> well, what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, well, we've got a, a cattle dog who's about 50 pounds, a uh, chow something mix that's about 50, and then a cocker spaniel something mix that's like 20. Nice. That's the nice. dogs are medium. 50 pounds was the limit in college for our apartment. So that's why the first one was 50 pounds. We said exactly. Perfect. Well, let's, uh, I want to make sure that we get all of our details in before we wrap this thing up. So this movie is released on the 27th, right? I mentioned earlier, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Voodoo, Google Play, and others. And it looks like there's an exclusive discounted pre-sale on Apple TV from December 22nd to the 25th for $6.99. Six dollars and ninety nine cents. So it's right in time for Christmas. So I would bring mine. This is one of them. Oh, look at that baby beetle! So pissed. Big orange cat. Oh, I love that cat. Can I have have that one? So pretty. He needs a sister or a brother, whichever that is. (laughs) Halloween cat. But yes, yes, on sale now. On sale now, December twenty second to the twenty fifth for six ninety nine on Apple TV. So go get it during those days and get the sale. So that's a big deal. So, and you can follow him on Instagram on Strong Enough the Movie, and uh, your Instagram handle is Ashru A S H J E R U E. If anyone wants to follow, follow the movie star. This would be a really fun Christmas present if you if there's like a CrossFitter on your list and you need a little something like if you were to just like I don't know buy them the thing or even just give them a little like six ninety nine something just give them seven whole dollars and be like this is for that new crossfit movie it's going to be really fun for you to watch i love that idea yeah play mariah carey in the background call it a christmas movie perfect right (laughs) and what i'm going to do nikki is next time i go to cincinnati to visit my kid i'm going to drop in on cornerstone which is in cincinnati oh my gosh and work out with ashley so i can prove to her that i'm far more than 30 percent mediocre (laughs) no Awesome. I love this plan. Love that for you. It's a very good plan, I think. Let me know. We've got a fun stuff. crew. Well, Ashley, thank you for joining us. It's been yeah. super fun. I yeah, learned all about so the movie and sports bras, which I was not <laughs> expecting. I hope that's what you came for. It was. I came for the movie, but I'm leaving with the sports bras. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we're, so, we're so educational. <laughs> thanks for having me. And thanks, uh, John Foss, Russ Kendall, Kaleidoscope Pictures. Absolutely. Best of luck with the movie. We're excited for you. It was very nice to meet you, Nikki. Great to see you as always. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We started celebrating Hanukkah on Sunday, which was also Matt's 40th birthday. So it's a very special year. 
And you have a very beautiful Christmas tree. Ah, thank you very much. And uh, and a very cute baby. We'll throw that in while I we're there. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining, and uh, we will chat with you guys soon.